check, check, white check. This is the Fly Moto 60 Show. Presented by Truck Hero, Hero Taper, and Get Data. On PulpMX.com. Taking your calls and looking ahead to the races. With your host, Steve Mathis. Welcome, everybody. April 20th, 2017, 12 o'clock Pacific. Thank you, everybody, for listening. Fly Racing Moto 60 Show is live. Coming at you. We were off last week for no race, but we're back this weekend, picking it up. Salt Lake City Supercross this weekend. Yeah, that's right. Salt Lake City is back on the schedule and looking forward to uh, going back to that city. It's cool. It's nice. It's a short flight for me, and uh, it's a real cool city. I like it. Outdoor stadium. It's going to get a bit chilly, but hey, we'll be all right. Eli Tomac, Ryan Dungey tied. In points for the 4th Supercross title with three rounds left. How exciting is that? That's awesome. Uh, Jason Thomas and Paul Parabinos will join us. JT from Fly Racing. Paul Parabinos from Pro Taper, of course. Hey, Fly Racing, uh, great casual wear. Uh, lots of plenty of things to check out, whether it's hats, shirts, tees, women's line of stuff. Uh, lots of things to talk about and check in. And uh, we uh, we appreciate everybody checking out flyracing.com. And uh, Millsaps, Baggett, Pike. Canard, just some of the guys that uh, use fly racing for everything that they need out on the track, and we uh, we appreciate them. Pro Taper, Geico Honda, Rockstar Husky, the JGR Suzuki guys all use Pro Taper bars and sprockets, uh, whether it's Jason Anderson and Justin Barsha, Bradshaw back in the day. The Fusion Bar, the one-third waffle grip, twister throttle tube, micro bar, just a few of the examples. And Git, uh, the technology that made Git Riders World Champion is finally available on the market. Git, Git. Uh, the LCGPA is a new launch control system developed by the Git engineers together with the top teams around the world. Literally, around the world. Lots of teams in the USA, lots of teams in the GPs uh, use Git. Uh, the ECU generation uh, RX1 processor is extremely precise and works totally different compared to common OEM systems. Read Web, JGR guys, they all use Get to get the whole shot. So I encourage you guys to, to try out Get. Help out your OEM machine and uh, make it work well. Also, to Truck Hero, uh, Back Industries Undercover, NFAB Bed Rug, Husky Liners. Truck Hero is a name you can trust when it comes to the finest products for your truck, Jeep, or SUV. Truck-Hero.com, all on board with us tonight or uh, today. And your phone calls, of course, also uh, at 702-586-7857. Uh, give us a call. We're going to give away the Fly Racing Street Bike Shoes, the M16 Street Bike Shoes. So if you got a street bike, uh, please check it out. And um, yeah, and uh, and thanks to those guys for for coming on. Like I said, Parabinos and Jason Thomas will be on also. 250 West Series continues. Justin Hill looks good to uh, carry that uh, crown uh, higher. And uh, um, he's got two rounds to go. Of course, Vegas is an East-West thing. So, yeah, don't forget about that. Uh, taking your calls, handling the show behind the scenes, uh, dealing with everything that's going on. If you love Ryan Dungey, it's the Tits Legendary Tits. What's up? Hi, Steve. How are you? Mm, fine. 
they're tied. You're yeah, gone. Tied, yeah. Now, it's been a disaster for Ryan Dungey and his fans like yourself. But okay, but yes. he's he's got many number one plates on the line uh-huh. on the mantle. Uh-huh. He's got three races uh-huh. to beat Eli Tomac. Uh-huh. Like, okay, it sucks that you blew the points lead, mm-hmm. but. If you're a Ryan Dungey fan or Ryan Dungey, you can outride Eli Tomac. You could say he's starting fresh and just ride smart and had a week off to recharge, mm-hmm. relax. Maybe he did some motocross testing. Had the opportunity to celebrate the uh, resurrection of our Lord and Savior. Yep. Okay. And I'm sure that recharged his batteries. Sure. And, yeah. Uh, yeah. He's, he's coming back, coming in hot. So, level of concern for you? <sighs> yeah. It's it's somewhere between like do you think he can do it four to eight? <laughs> so it's four is low eights. You well, know? yeah, I don't know. I mean, it's not looking good. Obviously, the the, the role that they were going that Tomac was going on, but uh-huh. yeah, may, maybe this will reset. Maybe everything just keeps on rolling the way it was, and it just gets even worse. I don't know. I I. The whole thing with him getting the championship is very selfish. I don't want it to to tarnish his uh, his long standing reputation as an amazing writer. Yeah. But in five years, people forget maybe that this even happened. It's like MC didn't go out on the top no. per se. No. But that didn't mean that he was any less good of a writer. So it's just selfishness on my part thing. I don't want to want to lose it. Unless you're Carmichael, you never. Nobody really goes on top. Yeah, you know right. what I mean? It uh, usually it doesn't happen. happen that way. Or RV. Um, mm-hmm. Do you think he hangs it up at the end of the year? Um, if I was a betting man, yeah, uh, I would say yes. Um, I, I, that, going just off of his mannerisms yeah, and I, things, like I think that. so too. I, I yeah, think so too. The fact that he hasn't signed yet is the biggest thing that he's had the offer on the table, and he's yep. just like, I mean, in any years past, it was yep, it's yep. already done and no big deal. And the fact that he hasn't done that yet, it's a, it's a big, it's a big sign. Seven zero two five eight six seven eight five seven eight tits. I said earlier that I was. Uh, we're giving away some mountain bike shoes. We are not giving away fly racing mountain bike shoes. That is correct. They are not mountain bike shoes. They are the same. Uh, they're the M16 canvas shoe that they're for people who ride like Harleys or street bikes, you know, that type of thing. Yep. Uh, I don't know if you remember when we found out that JT has a street bike. Yeah, it was shocking news. That was when we were giving away last time yeah. is when you found that out. And so it's same thing. Uh, so 702-586-757, we are going to give away a set of those to somebody who calls in and, uh, and, and asks us a question. We've got a couple phone lines open still, uh, 702-586-7857, flyracing.com, ProTaper. Paul Parabinos will join us from ProTaper, and uh, we'll talk a little bit about what's going on with that. And, uh, and also to uh, Jason, Jason Thomas, of course, from, uh, from Fly Racing. So they're tied. It's, it's going to be tight. It's going to be exciting. This is really, really cool to see. Tomac's got all the momentum, but there was a week off, and Dunge, of course, is Dunge. So, uh, and it's going to be interesting to see if Marvin or Anderson or Millsaps or whoever helps this thing out a little bit. I mean, Guy Cooper won on 125 National Championship with a ton of help from Mike LaRocco and Larry Ward, who dropped down to 125s. Uh, people forget about that, but they just blatantly moved right on over for Coop. And Mike Krudowski, who was on a Kawasaki, uh, didn't have any help at all. And you know what? Years later, nobody talks about that. It's all fine. Cooper's got the title. And uh, that's why Suzuki employed all those guys, and, and they helped out. And so it's going to be interesting to see if Millsaps and Anderson and Baggett and those guys uh, do help out at all. Uh, to talk about that and more uh, on the Fly Race and Moto 60 show is our own Jason Thomas. JT, what's up? How are you? 
Uh, not too bad. I have a pair of those uh, M16 shoes that you guys were talking about. They're pretty sweet. Yeah, they're a little stiff for walking around, but they're perfect for like casual yeah. street bike riding. For your street bike that you just dropped on us. I, I don't know why this is such a shocking revelation. I, I'm, I'm more stunned that you guys are shocked. We all were shocked, from Marks to Tits to me to our listeners. Why? I don't know. Who had you at owning a street bike? No one. I work for one of the biggest motorcycle distribution companies in the world. Yeah. It's not that shocking. Well, we are giving away a set of M16 uh, street bike shoes from Fly Racing. There's, I like it. Is there anything you guys don't carry? Um, to be honest with you, I get shocked by things we do carry. I mean, right. we have everything. We have, like, zip ties and stuff. Like, it, right. I, I saw zip ties <laughs> in the catalog the other day, and I was like, huh? Fly racing zip ties, everybody. Yeah, yeah. why not? Well, uh, not yeah. fly racing specific ones, but, okay. I mean, we're, you know, yeah. our distribution company is massive. Yeah. That's a parent company for yeah. fly, so. Next time I'm up there, let's walk around the warehouse and take a look at some products and see what we got. Yeah, it's uh, you can get lost in there because there are things that obviously don't move very no, often. Yeah. that probably carry over from 15 years ago that yep. are like yep. some not older, even relevant older anymore. stock. There's probably some uh, Tim Ferry helmets on one aisle somewhere. Well, when I first started, I went through the old archives of the fly stuff, uh-huh. and we had like 2003 gear. I found some of my old gear that never got sent to me from 2003. <laughs> um, right. I saw some of the original stuff from like 2000 and 2001. I mean, there's. Yeah, it's it got it was scary up there. We cleared all that stuff out. <laughs> it's gone. Um, all right. Uh, so yeah, look, this thing's exciting, man. Tied with three races to go, and um, Blue Jays just tied the game up. By the way, on a solo home run in the ninth inning. So that's awesome. Anyways, um, before I get into that, oh by the way, no Cole Seeley this weekend. So officially, I had heard he was going to try. Uh, Cole Seeley is out. Jeremy Martin is out. Austin Faulkner is in. Um, so keep that all in mind. So no Cole Seeley, but. Um, JT, series going back to Salt Lake City. I'm conflicted on Salt Lake City. It's a short flight. It's a nice city. I like it. Uh, Stadium's nice. It's outdoors. I like all that. The weather is never very good. Uh, And I wish the track was bigger. It's a smaller stadium. But you know what? It's okay to go back once in a while and check it out. I like it. I think it's uh, it's a cool event. I think the elevation uh, adds uh, some variety and puts a strain on the teams a little bit and you kind of figure out who's got the most power because the bikes that have kind of been tuned down, uh, think about like JGR Yamaha's in the past. Um, I know Honda had it figured out like with their, you know, 2011 and 12 Hondas, their engines were really good. Mm -hmm. Those guys all get to turn them up because the riders are not going to be asking anyone to take power away or, or detune their bikes like they would be. They're going to be asking for everything they can get. So I think that's an interesting little wrinkle. You get to see who has the most power, especially in the 250 class. Mm-hmm. Um, it really shines as far as who has because the slow bikes, man, they're they're like 125s out there. Yeah. Uh, so you kind of watch on the starts and watch the rhythm sections, and if there's any difficult triples out of turns, you can really see who has the power and who doesn't. Uh, and then just Salt Lake's different. I mean, it's yeah. a it's a different city. It's it's. You know, we're, it's pretty close to Idaho, and it's a little bit of a different vibe than most of the series sees. It's, it's definitely not Anaheim, California. No, uh, no, no. So, but I bet cool you, I, I like always it. remember being, the fans being really cool, though, and, 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 uh, and, and you know, dropping well, in. Well, yeah. if you're up here, if you're in Colorado, if you're in Utah, if you're in Idaho, it's, it's similar in, in California to that everyone seems to ride dirt bikes. Yeah. So you get a lot of enthusiastic people about, 
motorcycling and it may not be motocross specific all the time mm-hmm. because you find a lot of people just like to ride their dirt bikes whether it's off-road or trail riding mm-hmm. but you get a huge turnout just from the all the people that that like motorcycling are happy to have an event like supercross you know an event that big come to come to utah are you do you fly or do you drive i've done both obviously i fly and it's all like almost every weekend because it's a it's a delta hub but uh i'm actually going to drive down this time so because i can drive back right after the race and be home late late saturday night so yeah how far is that for you uh it's about four to four and a half hours oh okay so it's actually it's about five for me to drive five and a bit so a little further than me uh to go yeah well i was thinking about it i'm going to drive down tomorrow night and then uh after the race i can drive home and be home at two or three and it's not terrible it'd be like a a night out or something you know yeah and uh, we just, I know you you can understand this. We don't get many Sunday mornings at home. Yeah. Uh, so that was my determining factors. I just wanted to, yeah. to add one of those to the calendar. Yeah, people are like, why do you drive home, Mathis, after An- Anaheim? I'm like, because it's nice waking up Sunday morning. It sucks to struggle through the night, but it's nice waking up yeah. Sunday morning. Um, yep. Yeah, it, uh, you know, Salt Lake was the site of the uh, the video that, I, uh, that everyone tweets me uh, once a month, uh, the Carmichael yelling at me. I watched it in person. Yep. It's Salt Lake City, everybody. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, I was riding off the track, and I'm like, what are those two freaking out about? <laughs> I wasn't freaking out about nothing. Timmy. Timmy and him. No, I know, yeah, but yeah, I like yeah. there was a melee going on. Yeah. Timmy's yelling. Oh. Ricky's yelling. You're like, you know what I mean? I was, yeah. I had no idea what happened in the race. Yeah. I had no clue what was going on. I didn't know who was mad at who or why, <laughs> but it was definitely interesting. Yeah, and it started the press conference where Jeff Spencer was wearing a Chad Reed hat, and Timmy was paying Jeff Spencer money, and Timmy and <laughs> yeah. Chad didn't like each other at that time, and they're both paying Spencer the same amount of money, and Timmy's like, why are you wearing a Reed hat? And it goes from there to to then Timmy's first race back from Epstein and getting a whole shot, of course, on a four-stroke up in altitude, mm-hmm. right? And then Ricky kind of cleaning him out, and then Ricky thinking that he was going to block for Chad, but meanwhile Timmy didn't like Chad. Oh God, it was so drama, so and then much. Big drama. James gets in it afterwards. Yeah, and starts like yeah, wrap, wraps his arm around Ricky, like trying to calm him down. Yeah, and we all know where that relationship went, which was pretty bad between James and Ricky for a while. Yeah, yeah, and then somebody was coming over to start something with me. I don't know who it was. Somebody, uh, I think it was was it maybe JH or Scott Taylor were like coming over to start something with me and i'm like go away like i got nothing like i don't care like right. go, you did nothing nothing and go beat timmy yeah. down go ahead i remember holding timmy's bike though by the crossbar because he was standing on the pegs giving ricky the double middle finger mm-hmm. and i'm like that's pretty cool he's bouncing on his pegs with double middle finger <laughs> the best part of all any any situation like that that was obviously a, a very famous one and yeah and lives in pulp infamy but anytime riders get into it, and then the mechanics are like mad at each other, oh, it's, it's it cracks me up because those two did nothing. They no, weren't involved. No. They didn't take anybody out. You know, they're no. just well, they're just a part of the team. That that's I love when those two guys start fighting. Fer- over it. Ferry took Dowd down at Binghamton, and Muffin wanted to start something with me, and I'm I I'm like going, <laughs> I don't care. Go go beat him down. Go beat Tim Ferry down after the race. I I, I didn't do that. I didn't put on the board. Take Dowd down. You know, I I don't get yep. it. And I mean, I was as into it as much as anybody, like as far as yelling and screaming and, and passionate. But at the same time, I'm not out there. So yeah, they're big boys. They yeah, can handle their yeah, own exactly. business out there. Um, okay, so cool to be back in Salt Lake City for sure, without a doubt. Seven zero two five eight six pulp. Give us a call. Um, Christian Craig's coming in this weekend. What do you yep. think? What do you think? Uh, I think he'll be fast. 
I think he'll he'll do some things in practice. He'll hit the whoops at a speed that you know we'll be like, wow, that's you know that's a wheat level, like top level. Um, so I think he'll flash here and there and impress some people. But I think on a track that I fully expect the lap times to be 42-ish, something like that, if mm-hmm. I'm just guessing, that's going to be a lot of laps. You're going to be 26 laps or so. Uh, you know, Christian Craig's never raced a race that's 26 laps long for Supercross. I, that's, that's just a fact. So I think that's going to catch up with him. I, I think the main event, the last five minutes of the main event is is going to be really tough simply because he doesn't have any experience. And going into the season, he didn't train for a race that long. So on a bike that's heavier and doesn't react as as well as a 250 does, mm-hmm. they just uh, they don't handle very well. They're sluggish as far as uh, what you think it's going to do. Um, I think that's going to wear on him, and the last few laps are going to be rough. So even if he's running eight, nine, ten at the you know the twelve mm-hmm. to fourteen minute mark, which yeah. I I could see that happening. Sure, yeah. I think those last few laps are going to be tough. Uh, hey tits. Um Tell JT about how you would be fine with a loss in this title for Ryan Dungey because it's he's had a great career and there's nothing, you know. Now, let's not go crazy. You're saying I would be fine with it. You said, hey. Well, I, I try and keep things in perspective as far as the big picture. Um, and so, yeah, I said if he does lose this – in a few years, it, people, doesn't mean, it, yeah. it doesn't really mean anything. It's like MC; he didn't go out on top. Most people don't. That doesn't mean all of a sudden now he's not the you know as good as he was and whatnot. It just JT take, that sounds a, like time, an alcohol- time heals wounds. Is that's an alcoholic justifying like exactly. a one no, shot. Th- th- this is this is what I'm, I'm <laughs> whatever I can say to make myself feel better if he loses this. That's that's what I'm going for. Right, JT? It's just an alcoholic saying I could take this shot. I'm fine. Yeah, I, I do think if he loses this one, he's gonna it's gonna hurt him for for a long time. Um, leaving Atlanta with a twenty seven point lead, I believe it was. I had to think that he was very confident that this was a done deal. Um, you know, there was yeah. a lot of talk about that there there is no crown, there was no crown talk leaving Anaheim when Roxon got hurt, but. Fast forward that six weeks later or whatever, and when, you, when you're leaving Atlanta with a win and you have a 27-point lead and a title that you've won two years in a row. Yeah, you've got the experience of already being a champion. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you've got to think, and I, I would almost guarantee that Alden and everybody was like, man, we, we've got this thing. Like, We just need to, we need to keep clicking them off, but, man, we're looking really good yeah. again. And to be sitting here with three to go, um, with you look at the way the last eight races have gone, and you're tied now. That's uh, this is going to hurt. This is going to hurt if he doesn't pull it off. And and I'm not saying it's not going to happen. It's it's we're back to even, Steven. Yeah. So it's anybody's anybody's title. But no. man, this is not a not going to be good if he loses it. So I wrote his column for MXVice.com. Everybody go check it out. Uh, weekly column I do. Uh, I don't do it weekly, but I try to. Anyways, so I kind of broke it down this way, JT, with three left. Um, this weekend and New York, I think, favors Tomac. Uh, the, the possibility of a soft dirt and ruts and everything else, and, and uh, I think, favors Tomac. I think Vegas favors Dungy, the hard pack, the slick stuff. I think the momentum, even though we had a week off, obviously favors Tomac. He's just riding better right now. I think the team situation favors Dungy because I do think Marv, Baggett, Millsaps, Anderson, as I spoke about in the opening, I think they are on full on in help out mode now. Um, but in the end, I just, Tomac's been so much better that I just, I think Eli will ride away with this. I really do. Even though, like I said, I think that the, the, the one track favors Dungy, the two favor Tomac. I just think Eli's been so much better. What do you think? 
I do think uh, I think Salt Lake favors Eli, no doubt. Um, I think the elevation is a is an underrated factor because Eli's so used to how his bike works at elevation, and he's used to riding at eight thousand feet where his house is, not forty six hundred. But just the way the bike reacts and being down on power and um, you know the taxing on your body as far as uh, running out of breath because that that is gonna those guys are the first practice they go out they're gonna be like man i'm tired and not they're they're gonna get used to it and it won't be a huge deal but it, it's different and all these little things um give i think give eli a bit of an advantage for salt lake uh new york you kind of want to say the same because eli's uh eli's track record has been really strong at new york and that's obviously been a weather and dirt and mm-hmm. ryan having this title wrapped up i think all of those play into the reasons of why eli uh, has been better at New York. Um, but simple fact is he's going to have a lot of confidence going into that venue. Uh, who knows what the weather will bring? You know, it's still April and it's, it's New York, you know, so we could get rain. We could get, um, all of the weather we've gotten the past years could be a factor again. And then I would agree. Uh, I think Vegas is, uh, that's Ryan's style of race. Uh, he, he's a rider that thrives on little to no traction because his, his, Corner speed is very good without throttle. Mm-hmm. Um, he he kind of stays off the brakes and off the gas and lets the bike do its thing in the turn. Where Eli's a, a bit more aggressive um, in that situation. He, he wants to grab a handful. Compared to they're just two contrasting styles. So yeah. I think for Ryan, the game plan would be to keep it close to where if he wins, if he wins Vegas, he wins a title. That that would be my strategy going in. Is you don't have to necessarily win the next two, mm-hmm. but just make it come down to that last main event in Vegas. Yeah. And, and Marv, maybe Baggett, Duns, Millsaps, Anderson, but Marv can certainly affect this thing. Yeah. I mean, you look at you look at who has the most help, and it's not even close. No. I mean, if, if those guys want to be a factor, then they can make life mm-hmm. very hard for Eli. Because you look at Anderson, you look at Marv, you look at Blake, you look at Davey. Um, who am I missing? I mean, there, there's, there's Dino. Four Dino. I mean, he. Yeah, you Dino. Know. But those are four guys that are all realistically top six to seven guys. Mm-hmm. So think if you had the scenario where all those guys get a good start and Eli's in a a swarm of KTM and Huskies, and those guys are like, yeah, we should probably help Ryan here. Well, that could that could get very interesting. That part I'm not so sure about uh, because I think Eli can just blow by them at this point, but. If Marvin's in one and Dunge's two and and it's late in the race and Eli's finally fought through all those dudes, uh, Marv just goes, boop, see you later, Ryan, get by me. And there, there's five points, you know? Yeah, it all depends on what yeah. those guys' intentions are. If they want to make it tough on Eli, they can. Do you think they would, though? I don't know if they would. I, I, don't, I don't think that it. Blake or Davey would. No, no. I think, uh, I think Marv... Marv or Jason Anderson would be the most likely because they're training buddies. They are yep. um, kind of the future of KTM and Husky. Um, if anybody was going to interject, it would be one of those two guys. Um, but I'm just looking at it from from Cowie and Eli's perspective, and you, you line up and you look down the line, and you're like, who of these guys are yeah. my friends? Yeah. <laughs> and who are Ryan's friends? Right. It's, not a, it's not a very good outlook. No, no, absolutely. Uh, look, Cooper Webb probably should have made the podium in Seattle. He was fastest in that one practice and looked great. Um, hadn't been as impactful since returning from injury as um, I maybe thought he would be, and maybe you too. But, okay, so however these last three play out for Webb, and I think they're going to be top five rides, uh, maybe a podium, but I think they'll be top five, six rides. Has his rookie year 
assuming he doesn't, you know, go off and win one of these. Okay, because that changes that changes this question. But if he just finishes a couple, some three top fives and sixes and rides well, and has his rookie year done anything for you to think that he's not going to be, you know, a championship contender in eighteen or nineteen? Uh, no, I think he's uh, he's shown that the potential is there. You know, his ride, even in Seattle, the last race we were at, was an indicator that he's going to get there. You know, he, he was pole, on the pole for fastest qualifier. He won his heat, uh, and he was right in the mix with those guys. He, you know, repassed Tomac aggressively, so it shows the confidence level is there, too. Um, you know, it's just been a learning curve, and, and we talked about this going into the season that it's a different level of racing, and we may even made mention of what's happened to him many times is, he finds himself starting 10th or 12th, just like he did on a 250. But guess what? You can't just blow past these guys like you could when you're on a 250. You can't wear them down because you're not racing Christian Craig anymore. You know, you're racing guys that won titles in their own right. You're racing elite-level, world-class 450 riders. So in those weekends where he struggled, I think it's, uh, it's been a big learning process for him and, and probably you know some humility in there too because I, I think he had pretty big uh, aspirations for this rookie season. But we've seen the flashes on his good weekends to, to show you that when he gets everything figured out, he's going to be right there. So, okay, so nothing then. Nothing, he's, he's shown you nothing to not think he's taking that next step. <laughs> He did exactly what I thought he would do. I'll be honest, and I'm not trying to say I I was right or anything, but that's what I expected. I expected good weekends and bad weekends and a lot of learning and probably some weekends where he's scratching his head thinking, man, these guys are better than I thought. Um, But then the weekends where he's feeling it and he comes out right away and and looks great, then he shows you that he's on that world-class level. It's just uh, the biggest aspect of that is being able to bring that every single weekend and and that's what takes i think the experience to do yeah interesting uh chad reed he has been struggling and we all know the controversy we talked enough about that but man he's got three left and i don't know if he comes back next year i think he does but if he doesn't pick it up there might be a chance that he says i'm done He's always said, I do not want to just ride around. He's got this incredible self-belief in him and everything else, but it can't go much worse right now. Yeah, it'll be interesting because I don't think it'll be solely up to him. You know, Yamaha has to make their decision for what's best for them. Uh, And Chad, obviously, will have to assess his own situation and and be self-aware. But we know that Chad is his own biggest believer. So I don't think he doubts whether he still can be relevant and be in the top five and do all that. And and honestly, if you look back, you know, if you go back 10 weeks, which isn't that long, leaving Glendale, we were all like, hey, man, this guy's for real. Maybe he could still get that win this year, you know? So the 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 tide turns very quickly in this sport. You know, uh, what people think of you changes week to week. Um, and it, we're still inside the same season where he was just so, so impressive uh, at Glendale and, and right in the mix with these guys. So, you know, I've, if I've learned anything from Chad is if he comes out at, in Salt Lake this weekend or at Vegas or whatever and, and is in the battle for a podium, all the conversation changes again. So, 
Um, yeah, but he, man. he's always one that just you can't ever count him out because he can change the complete script in one weekend. I know you can't count him out. I know better than you know, almost better than almost anybody, uh, maybe except for you, that you can't count him out, and I don't count him out. But holy shit, JT, he's not riding well. He hasn't been riding well for a while. Well, and I, I think we've seen this in in recent years. I mean, pick a year since. Uh, I mean, well, not every year has been like this. He was hurt, obviously, you know, the yeah. years he was in title contention, um, like in 2015, 14, whatever the year that was, 2014, I guess. But 2013 was really bad at the end of the year, like really bad. Um, you know, 2016, last year, wasn't good at the end of the year. Um, so I don't think this is anything new. And I think this is just where Chad is. He's, you know, he's old now. Yeah. You know, it's. Uh, I think it's tough to – have that elite level every single weekend and um, I think that's why Kevin Windham stepped away is because he just felt like he couldn't he couldn't be on that level every time and there were going to be flashes where he was really good but it was too tough for him to ride in the back and the real question is is Chad willing to put in weekends where he's in 15th and that's just all he has to you know is it is it worth going through that for that one Glendale weekend where everything clicks and you get third or get second or whatever I mean, I don't know. I can't yeah, answer that. Is yeah. that worth that for Yamaha? Is that worth that for Chad? Because it's a it's a lot of money and a lot of work for those those weird yeah. weekends. You know, two or three weekends a year where everything is just perfect. Here's why I could see it being the end of Chad because he has to ride a Yamaha at this point. He just it works well for him. No one else is going to hire him. He's back where he started. Okay, that's no problem. He's got the longest autograph line still in the pits, except for McCarty. Keith McCarty, the boss at Yamaha, is the same guy that when MC lost to, according, this is all according to Jeremy, so, you know, who knows, but it's one side only. When MC lost to Ricky, uh, he went in to talk about his Yamaha deal, and Keith basically cut his salary, you know, 60% or 70%, um, and that's what forced him to KTM. So mm-hmm. McGrath was like, huh, what? Like, never thought that was coming. Keith was like, yeah, you're done. Like, I've seen the future, and the future is this Carmichael kid, and whatever. What if Yamaha says, we don't, we, we don't want you? You know? Yeah, I mean, I think that could happen. But I know that Chad's not paid all that well from, from team mm-hmm. stuff these days. Yep. So realistically, as long as their budget stays constant, I think Chad is a bargain, and, and I think this PR disaster will blow over. Uh, but you look at how well he is known. You know, look at Stu. Look how many people want to talk about Stu, and he's not even racing. And I think Chad falls into that somewhat, maybe not as to the, the yeah, level but, of Stu. You know, but so, so did McGrath, you know, that's what I'm saying. Well, well, and I think, to your point, Chad's not getting paid very much. Is, yeah, is, yeah. Okay. My main theme. True. So I don't think it, I don't think he is a drain on the budget because I, I know kind of where he's at and I know kind of where Cooper Webb's at and it's a completely different conversation budget wise. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I know you have a point there for sure. I, Chad is not making what MC was making. There's no way. No. Um, he's so, not making very much. Yeah. So when you look at that, okay, um, I'll go with that. Seven zero two five eight six seven eight five seven. Pro Tapers. Paul Parabinos is coming on next. Although JT, uh, there's been no text back from Paul, so um, you may be on here for a little bit longer if you can. <laughs> um, please give us a call. We got a few lines open. Uh, let's get to Kirk. Kirk, what's going on, man? What's happening? Thanks for calling the Fly Race and Moto Sixty Show. Hey, Steve. Thanks for taking my call. Um, my question is uh, not exactly about the Chad Reed thing, but in the next three races, being that the points are tied, 
if, say, a Millsaps or Baggett or Marvin or even Anderson were to do something a little shady to Tomac, Mm -hmm. do you think there would be a penalty handed down, a fine, or is it... Uh. It's a great uh, question. Um, I guess it depends on how bad it was, how blatant it was, right? Uh, what are you talking, uh, Kirk? What are you What are you saying? Like, uh, uh, um, not like a normal block pass and Tomac happens to fall over, but I mean, like, some okay. Like Reed obviously knew what he was doing when he was yeah in front of Bungie. We all talked about that. But yeah. what if you know? Oops, um, whiskey throttle and puts him over the berm or blatantly, uh, you know, when a star cuts over, takes him out. Like, something obviously you guys would see as yeah. intentional. Well, holy crap, Kurt. Uh, that'd be gnarly. <laughs> but, JT, what do you think? Like, what what happens in that situation? Like, John Gallagher, he's been kind of all over the map a little bit. I, I, I don't know if anybody want to get involved in that, but what do you think? Well, I mean – realistically, what are they going to do other than fine or suspend or something to the rider that got in the way? And in that case, KTM, if they, if they wanted help, what do they care? They're going to, they're going to pick up whatever fine or, uh-huh. you know, if say yeah. Marvin decided lost his mind and was like, I'm going to help Ryan at all costs. Maybe Marv's, the, maybe Mar- Marv's the worst example, but somebody else. <laughs> well, just whoever, yeah, you know, yeah. whoever yeah. goes after and it's not Ryan and what are they, they can't punish, they can't punish Ryan for it. Yeah. And they can't do anything to change the results. So, do you think they're? I mean, I know that's a little crap, but who cares? I'm, um, I'm sure yeah. at some level they'd be like, ah, whatever. Marv, yeah. we'll pay your fine. We'll, we'll you know, whatever. Yeah. Here's your contract for next year. Thanks <laughs> uh, for helping out, Kurt. What were you saying? I, I'm sorry. I was like, do you think they're maybe warning them or like, hey, like guys, we don't want to see anything like that or like to prevent it? What do you What do you think, JT? I mean, they can, but what good does that do? They still, it's, they said, okay, well, we warned you, here's your penalty. That It's still the same boat. I, I just don't yeah. think, basically it comes down to, if those guys want to want to go out of their way and help Ryan Dungey, they can. And, mm-hmm. and there's nothing post-race that they can do other than penalize that particular rider, which doesn't help Eli Tomac, and it only helps Ryan Dungey. And so I don't think anything like that's going to happen, but in a, you know, if, in a crazy world, they could definitely get involved. I mean, it's happened before. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. I hope not. I hope not too. I just hate to see the championship come down to something like that. Even if, because well, I could see Elon what, making some aggressive passes if he gets a bad start and someone paying him back, or not that he's so. Even so to do it. let's say, for example, yeah. what if uh, what if Chisholm had not missed Chad Reed at Salt Lake in two thousand nine <laughs> and cleaned him out? Yeah. What are they going to do? They're they're going to penalize Chisholm just like they did. Yeah. Chad's out. James wins, James wins the title. You know, that's just how it would have went. And it obviously would have been a bigger deal than it was, but they're still, yeah. they can only penalize Chisholm. Yeah, they can't say, the hey, Tomac, really you do. would have got second. We're going to give you 22 points or whatever. Yeah, it's, yeah. Right. it's All right, Kurt, thanks for the call, man. No problem. Thanks, guys. Have a good show. Thank you. Uh, I don't see any of that happening with Millsaps, Baggett, no. Millsa- uh, Marvin, either. maybe Anderson, but not even Jason, I don't think. You know, I just... I don't see. I that, think but. those guys could, if if Eli's coming up to pass them, I could totally see those guys getting aggressive with Eli, mm-hmm. but nothing like way out of yeah. line. Yeah, yeah, which is fine. And then you know that would yeah, be that's, fine. That's yeah. racing, so, whatever. Uh, I would do the same thing if if my training partner was in a battle and a guy was passing me for position. I would do just like Cooper did. Cooper's completely out of the picture, mm-hmm. but Cooper got aggressive and made a pass back. That's I mean that's completely within the rules of racing. That's no big deal. I know, and I thought it was funny. Coop took a little bit of heat for that, and I'm just like, why? 
It's great. Whatever you're. Well, I mean, Cooper's trying to get podiums for his sponsors. Yeah. Like, he hasn't had the greatest year, and he gets paid a lot of money. He doesn't so care I, about Eli Tomac and his title. Yeah, he doesn't care about Eli Tomac and his title. You know. Yep. Um, David, what's going on? You want to talk about Alden Baker? Yeah, yeah. I had a question for you. You know, Ryan's looked like he's a little bit flat the last part of this year, and I got to thinking it seems like with Alden Baker and his training, it's about a three or four year period, and then he's going to just burn out. I'm wondering if that's what's going on with Ryan. JT? It could. Um, You know, Ricky went seven years, uh, and then he was pretty sick, um, and there's, you know, debate on why he was sick, but I I know he had some uh, some Epstein-Barr stuff going on at uh, Motocross the Nations in 07 when when he packed it in. Um, but yeah, there's been a lot of talk about that is, um, you know, too much training, not enough food and that, you know, that there's an expiration date on that program. And, and I don't know if I subscribe to that. I just, that's what I hear. There's obviously a lot of that talk that's out there. Um, but I, I, the only thing I would say is that I definitely saw a different Ryan Dungey last year than I did this year and in 2015 as well. So Whatever's going on, whether it's a mental aspect of the injury last year coupled with Kenny Roxon's big injury this year, you know, I think that's a that could be something attributing to it, uh, that he's just not willing to put it on the edge like he was. I don't know if that's true, but that's, that's a, a likely theory. Um, his fitness thing is weird because it's come and gone. You know, I've seen him really struggle at the end of main events, and then at Daytona he was really strong at the end of the main event. So... Who the heck knows what's really going on? And it's one of those mysteries that we'll probably never know unless Ryan really wants to open up and tell us. And honestly, with his personality, I don't see that happening. Yeah. Um, thanks, David. Thanks for calling, man. Yeah, sure. Thanks, uh, thanks for calling Fly Racing Moto 60 Show, flyracing.com. Please check them out. Pro Taper, uh, official bar and sprocket of JGR Suzuki and Geico and, uh, and the uh, Rockstar Husky worldwide. Also, get. Uh, get data. Uh, please check them out. Get the whole shot. Um, and if you don't want the uh, starting device, just buy, get the OEM system and and uh, you can tune your bike. It'll improve your bike. It'll help you whole shot. It'll help you uh, ride better. Uh, Chad Reed, Cooper Webb, JGR guys use that. And Truck Hero uh, and Fab is under the Truck Hero umbrella, of course. And uh, we thank all those guys for coming on board as well as uh, as uh, Fly Racing, of course. Jason Thomas on the line, taking your calls. 702-586-7857. Um, so JT, you've long been a proponent of Baker, and you we you know we, you and I have uh, uh, debated back and forth, and, and you've been um, you know a staunch supporter of hey his guys win, and actually if Dungey doesn't win this title, and he's only tied, folks, feels like Tomac is going to win this. But let's be honest, one 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 mistake, and, and Dungey wins this. If Dungey does lose, it might be the only time a, a Baker guy loses the title straight up without it getting injured. JT, so yeah, it's a pretty uh... right. Pretty pretty interesting stat, um, and I you know I I don't think that Ryan Dungey would have been any better without Alden, so I'll put it that way. Um, but you look over the years at Alden's track record, and it's hard to argue his program. You know I don't think it works for everybody, but when it if you're the right guy and it it clicks for you, I think it I think it gets riders to their best self. How about that? Um, if you have the potential and that program works for you, I think you find your best form under that program. Uh, hey, Zeke's got a theory on Dungey. Let's go to Zeke. Zeke, what's up, bro? What's your theory on Ryan Dungey? What's up, guys? Thanks for taking a call. Um, I think that that injury at Outdoors last year hurt him mentally more than we know. I think that um, 
he's kind of been a little timid all year this year because he knows it's his last year possibly, and he doesn't really want to get wadded up his last year. So I think he's been kind of timid all year long, but I really believe these last three races he's going to step it up and um, put his balls on that crossbar pads, you know what I mean? Yeah, I mean, you know, it does – Hey, Zeke, doesn't it feel like Tomac just got this on lock, but they're actually really tied? Like, if Tomac has one mistake this week and tips over a bad start, and don't forget, he got a bad start in Seattle heat, got a bad start in St. Louis heat. Uh, right, one right, one right, mistake. Right. Yeah. He's gotten uh, bad starts in heat races, and he's got great starts in main events. Now, you flip-flop those, which mm-hmm. could happen, yeah. which could happen yeah. uh, any any weekend, and yeah. it's a whole different story, but... But I, I think Dungey's going to turn it up these last three rounds and prove to be the champion he is. Well, um, yeah, it does. It, I mean, I don't, uh, I don't discount that. I, I, the, you know what I mean, JT? We feel like Tomac's going to win this thing, but I mean, yeah, I, I mean, I, I've been kind of fighting back against that because if you if you were looking at everything, you're looking at okay, there's a three race basically chase to the championship, and you've got a guy who's won two titles in a row. This would be his fourth overall. And then you've got a guy who's never won a 450 uh, title mm-hmm. at all on a big bike at all. I mean, you know, a guy looking yeah. from the outside is going to think that Dun- this is Dungy's to go get, you know. But yeah. with all the momentum and the way Eli's been riding lately and all that, that kind of changes the narrative. So I don't, I don't count Dungy out at all. Um, the biggest thing I can see that he needs to do is he, he needs to cut out all these mistakes. You can't crash in the first turn like you did at Seattle mm-hmm. because he had a golden opportunity there. If he gets the whole shot like he's done so many times in his career, there's no way I don't think that Marv is, gonna, is not going to let him win that race or, or maybe Ryan wins yeah. straight up. So now that adds five points back into it. You know, that was a golden opportunity with, with Eli having to come from the back that he let go. So with the way Eli's been riding, I just think Ryan has to be perfect. He has the nail starts. He just can't give any any room to Eli. He can't you know? He's got to kind of be perfect. Mm-hmm. And whether he can do that or not, I don't know. But I know that's that's the recipe. You know, if, yeah. if Eli's faster than you, fine. But if you don't give him any room for a mistake, then you you maximize your chances. What do you think about that Zeke's theory on that crash at Colorado? Uh, the neck injury. What do you think about that affecting him? We talk yeah, about the I think it affected thing. him some. Yeah. Um, you know, it's tough. And I was kind of looking back on my own last year, and obviously that's completely different. I get it, you know, different levels mm-hmm. of being, you know, whatever. Yeah. But I know my thought process in my last year was like, man, I really don't want to hurt myself. You know, I'm kind of <laughs> right. trying to get out of this thing. And You're like, I, I, I raced for 15 years. Whatever. UJ, 16 years? What do you have? How long? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. 16 years. I'm not, I haven't been hurt. Please don't hurt now. Please don't get me hurt now yeah right? i mean i've yeah. got i got hurt but no, you're but... thinking something catastrophic yes. or whatever so i think it's in the back of his mind a bit you know and then he watches his biggest rival go down with a huge injury and we're all seeing Roxon deal with you know the aftermath of, of mm-hmm. that crash now so i don't think that it it's irrelevant I, I think do think it matters somewhat but i also know when you're in the heat of the battle and your adrenaline's going in those main events i think that kind of goes to the wayside because mm-hmm. i don't think in the main event last week when Ryan was panicking, trying to get going, I don't think he was worried about getting hurt in that race. Yeah. I think he was just all points and all getting to the front. Well, hold so on, though. I think okay. it, uh, it comes and goes. You're right. He wasn't worried about getting hurt, but he also wasn't jumping the stuff that Tomac was and that many other, not many other, a few other guys were doing. Like, I found that strange. Like, Dunge was like, hey, I'm not triple, triple in that rhythm. Um, I am not going to jump onto the table. Uh, maybe the table, well, look you, know, at, uh, you know. Look at Glendale. 
remember the rhythm at Glendale that yeah. he wasn't doing that Chad was killing him on? Right, right. Yeah, kind of the same thing. Yep. Where, I, you know, usually a number one dude like Ryan Dungey, Eli Tomac, Villapoto, any of these guys you want to say, they jump the rhythms. You know, the big one. They yeah, jump everything. I mean, you're, you're watching Chad do it right in front of you. Right. You're the defending champ. You think yeah. he's going to do it. I, well, I would agree with that. You know, when's the last time? Yeah. When's the last time we saw a top level guy not pull the trigger? There was a quad in St. Louis a couple years ago that Stu and Brayton were doing, then RV didn't, you know, but man, it doesn't happen too often. So, uh, hey, um, Zeke, do you want the F6, uh, the M16 uh, um, Fire Racing Street Boots? Heck yeah. I like that question. It was a good question you had. So you, I hope you have a street bike or you got somebody who's got a street bike or your family or somebody. Absolutely. Absolutely. My, awesome. my buddy just bought one. I'll, I'll donate to him. He just bought a street bike the other day. Awesome. Great to hear. Stay on hold. Tits will get your information. And then thanks for calling, man. I got it. Thank you. Uh, all right, JT, we're going to let you go. Thanks uh, for filling in a little bit later than we asked you to. Appreciate it. Um, before we let you go, though, uh, who's winning this weekend? I, I think Tomac's going to win this weekend, just uh, the elevation, the confidence. Um, but I think if Ryan can get second, uh, I don't think it's over by any means. Mm-hmm. But um, if he can steal a win, man, would that change change everybody's uh, opinion yeah. of how we're going to – because I really, really think that Vegas uh, – I think Ryan's going to win Vegas. So yeah. it's going to be – these next two are going to almost be more important than Vegas. Yeah. Awesome, man. Thank you very much. Appreciate the time. Flyracing.com. Thanks, bud. See you guys. All right. And right into our next guest, uh, filling in for Parabinos, who has gone missing from Transworld Motocross, Michael Antonovich. What's up, Anton? What's going on? How are you? Good. Good. I'm uh, at MotoGP. I'm oh, you the are? Center for, oh, I am. I, all week. Nobody cares about MotoGP, though. Wow, JT would have, I uh, guess. But. If you want me to come ask some of the people that are here or the <laughs> amount of money that I've seen spent here, I can debate that highly. Um, uh, I just walked by, like, half the half of the racers getting massages in the back room. Okay. So I don't. Oh, and there's no children running around the press box, which is a nice change of pace. Don't get me started on that. I'll, 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 I will go for an hour on that. Um, all right, Anton, uh, we talked about the uh, the battle between Eli and, and Dunge. I wrote a column on MXVice.com kind of breaking down who I thought had the edges. JT said, you know, Dunge wins Vegas. Um, what do you see happening in these next three? Uh, I, I, I don't know because I've thought so much about it. Is this a time that Ryan starts to get – take chances and get risky on things, or is this where he ultimately does decide if there's ever been a time that I need to be consistent, it's now. And does Eli try to pour it on to score the handful of points that he does need to get any edge? Because with three races to go, there's only so many points you can score, Mm -hmm. barring some catastrophe between either guy. You know, so it'll be weird to see what these guys do. Do they stick to the plan that they've done the whole time, or do they just throw all caution to the wind and just go for it in the next three main events? Mm-hmm. Do you agree with JT? Dunge wins Vegas, and these next two tracks kind of favor Eli? Yeah. Yeah, I could definitely see that. Depending on how um, – I mean, if this weekend is clear, just on the elevation thing, Eli should be a little bit more beneficial on that. Um, I think that makes a bigger difference than – we all assume, mm-hmm. especially when you look at how other sports all train at elevation or sleep in elevation tents or something. Uh-huh. Uh, everybody else lives in Florida in this sport, whereas there is no elevation. Um, but then New York could be either way. It could be great. It could be terrible. It could be raining. It could be clear. 
and that kind of goes either way. Vegas will be always Vegas. Yep. Uh, and Ryan's throttle control will pay off huge there. Right. Uh, so he's slow and steady. Let's get to the phone lines. Justin, what's going on? You got a question about Jason Anderson? Yeah, yeah. Anton, how was that Mark Marquez interview? It was good. It was real good. Yeah. He's uh, get getting ready to go on the site tonight, or right in the next few minutes, actually. I've had stuff all day that kept me typing it out. Right, right on. No, well, uh, I don't. Well, Mark Marquez, he's good, right? He's like, he's the, the guy. Five-time world champion, reigning world champion. Yeah, yeah. He, okay, yeah. all right. He's in the moto, right? He's in America. He's oh in, yeah, that's the whole interview is just about his love for dirt bikes. He has a TRF four fifty, a TRF two fifty, and a CR one twenty five. Wow. Okay. All right. What's the question about Anderson? Hey, uh, yeah, I was. I felt kind of bad for the guy. He got a podium, you know. Uh, at the last race and all this talk about Tomac and Dungey and Reed and all that, he kind of got uh, yeah. brushed aside, it seemed like. Um, I just wanted to get your opinion. Um, do you feel like he's progressed this year or declined? Or what do you think going into outdoors and next year, where do you see him? What do you think about him overall? It's actually good that you called in, J- Justin, because that was a question I had for JT that I'll transfer over to Anton. Um, four podiums mm-hmm. for Anderson this year. Um, but I, I'm still wanting more, man. Like, are you an Anderson fan, Justin? Are you? Yeah, yeah I mean, okay. I like him. He's clean. He's uh, aggressive. He's yeah. you know, determined. He's training his butt off with Alden, so he's got to be in but, it. Okay, let me ask you this, though. Did you, did you not think he was going to take a next step up this year? You know, I think he probably would have if he was in that position, but those other guys are just on another level, too, you know? Mm-hmm. Okay. I think he would if he's up front with them. I think he's going to bang with Dungey and Tomac if he could get up there with them, but right. that's not been put in that position. Uh, what do you think, Anton? Uh, I think we've actually talked about this in the past. You and I have, I know, mm-hmm. um, on on a show. But I think that the Vince thing ruined his year the same way it did Weston last year because not only did he lose any momentum that he had going into that Anaheim night by not being able to race anymore, uh, he hurt his arm and then was sick and couldn't do what he needed to do in that early stage of the season when there was his best chances to kind of strike and build momentum and go from there. Um, It's gotten better in the last few weeks, but then there are other times where stupid mistake or a crash or just a not great ride buries him a little bit in the pack. As we've all seen this year, if you're not in the front at the start of this thing, you're not going to the front, you know. Mm-hmm. And I just think that all these little issues have held him back. Uh, I expected, you know, two race wins was great last year. He did inherit one when Ryan got penalized. So, you know, he doesn't have one race win. But um, there's still a lot to grow on for this year. And I think he realized in these last few weeks that he had to maybe missed opportunities that he can't let go next year. Yeah. yeah. All, right. all right, Justin. Thanks for the call, man. Appreciate it. Thanks, guys. Have Thank you. One. Yeah, it's um... – I thought he would take a step up this year, but he's still been good. Starts haven't been there, you know, but. Yeah. Um, I, I, I expected a couple wins, but then again, like, with just the way everything's unfolded, there's really, what, three guys that have, have won anything. Yeah. So it's kind of hard to crack that. It is. And, uh, it is going to be interesting next year. Like, say Webb starts hitting a stride and surpasses Anderson, starts beating him a lot, you yeah. know, and, and Anderson's window to get. To be a great time, a great rider, uh, an all timer, kind of closes, maybe. Yeah, you know. Yeah, he could be just you know another one of those guys like that has all of this talent, all of this potential, and was great. Like, but just was in the wrong era. Like, like if he was on his own, 
Like a little bit like how we remember Larry Ward. Larry won nationals. Larry won supercrosses. Never won a title. Very good yep. for many years. You know? Yeah, but once you're over, if there's someone there that's just clicking off all the wins and getting all the all of the important things. Yep. There's no one else there that can capitalize on it. I was going to say Wyndham too, but I don't. I think Anderson hasn't reached Wyndham status yet. You know, Wyndham won a lot and won. You know. Yeah, but the good thing about the good thing that they share though is you know Jason has a title. He does have yeah. two fifty title and some other things too, and Kevin had that. Yep. Um, hey, Christian Craig making his uh, four fifty not making a four fifty debut. Or has he ever raced four fifty Supercross before? Not that I know of. I'm trying to think if he did. I guess so. He's making his 450 Supercross debut. What do I you mean? He raced. I, I think he raced like a JGR 50 at like the U.S. Open. But does that count? Mm, probably not. No. Yeah. But did you see Cole is out now? Yeah, Cole is out. Yeah, we touched yeah. touched that on, on top of the show. Um, how do you see him doing, Christian Craig? Um, I think it'll be good. He he just has to go in to be to this race with no pressure. You know, I think he's been a little overanalyzing things in the 250 East Coast Division. So if he can come here and get a clean slate, Mm -hmm. go out and ride the way he needs to, uh, and build some confidence not only for those last two 250 races, but for the summer as well, and know, like, hey, I know where I stand going into 12 rounds of the Nationals. Mm -hmm. Uh, Top 10. I could see him top 10. One thing for sure, it is going to be a tight track, Salt Lake City, small stadium floor, uh, 26 laps, 27 laps. Yeah. And it's gonna break down. Um, like, yeah, it'll be well. Not that it'll break down; it'll just get rocky. Like, if I remember right, that track is really rocky. Yeah, I think it was right. Yeah, I think. Yeah, I, it's been so long since we were there. The last yeah. time we were there, I just remember we all wanted to get out because it started snowing. Was it the snow race? The last time we were there, it was no, insane. No. no, it snowed. Like it snowed right after the check or. Like towards the last little bit of the 450 meter, then I think, and yeah. everybody was just over it, ready to go. I think that'll be us again this weekend. Um, yeah. Uh, hey, so uh, what do you think 250 West Series? Like Hill's got this on lock, right? He's just, I mean, Plessinger may win. I think that'll help Plessinger, but I, I yeah, Hill's got this thing. He's and look, when you know what is really scary is when you look at the depth of the class. Uh, Forkner's back, which helps, but no J Mart, no Marty Davalos. I don't think. I think he's actually oh, really? hurt. I think he's actually hurt. I can't believe it, but people say he really did get hurt. Is this a red dog scoop? I cannot say. I just say <laughs> people are saying um, he's actually really hurt and going to miss this weekend. Yeah, I mean, you you never want to see it. You know what I mean? Like, but then again, I think we've all kind of assumed it would strike real or not in the next. <laughs> three weeks, you know, which is terrible. Like you want, yeah. like, you don't wish anything bad upon anybody, but when you hear it happen, you're just kind of like, Oh yeah, really? Okay. Yeah. <laughs> um, so Hills just could take this thing home with a couple of podiums, which should be easy for him. Yeah. And I think that was, he's just, he's cruising right now and he enjoys it. Mm-hmm. You know, I think that he's even turning towards the bigger picture, get through this title and then focus on next year because there will be a 450 ride somewhere. You know, he's not going to want to. I would. I think he moves right into that Josh Grant spot, to be honest. Yeah, and and I wouldn't be surprised by that either. Although Savachi's there, but, you know, Ricky's got the tie to, to RCH Ricky, and maybe yeah. find some money for him. I don't know. If if Something. RCH can't find money for Joey Savachi and he's out, although 
There's talk of that rule changing, right? You've heard that as well to make it four years now? Uh, I mean, that's a rule that you know about that I don't. No, yeah, I've heard of You, you have a way bigger collection of contacts than I do. Well, so. I've heard they're looking at changing the eligibility rules into the Supercross again so that Marty stays again and Joey stays again and everything else. So, um, anyways, uh, so yeah, looking forward, Kawasaki may have a choice between Hill and Savachi, and that will be an interesting choice to see what, which way they go. You know, yeah, I, I would, I would honestly still though think that it just goes Hill just off of everything, and then somewhere along the line, something could come up with Joey landing at RCH. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't be surprised by that at all. Uh, let's get a couple more phone calls. Michael Antonovich pinch hitting for Parabinos on the Fly Race and Moto Sixty Show Porch. What's up? You got a question about Christian Craig? Yeah, um, I was wondering, do we know if Cole Seeley is only week-to-week on this uh, injury, or is he pretty much, like, would, could you get out for Supercross? Uh, no, he's week-to-week. I, I talked to Cole. Uh, he's going to try again in New York. So, yeah, nothing's been ruled out for sure. If, uh, if let's say, he is out for New York, do you think they keep Craig on that 450 or uh, um, until he comes back? Or? Good. Good question. The East, the East Coast, too, he hasn't exactly been killing it uh, for Christian. What do you think, Anton? Is there any way that happens? Um, I'm like, at a lapse right now, who does Geico have to race the 250 on the East Coast right now, other than Christian? Uh, McAdoo will be oh, back. McAdoo. But McAdoo. Um, I mean, they only ran, they only had one guy at, at Seattle, so maybe that's something that they have to do. Yeah. But uh, I wouldn't be, either way they do it, I wouldn't be surprised. Like, if, if mm-hmm. Christian can't make it, Honda doesn't want to have no one on what, you know, everybody touts is the biggest market for the, for the entire series, so... Yeah, I could see him staying yeah. on the 450 if needed. There you go, Porch. Thanks for the call, man. Cool. Thanks, Thank you. Uh, last call on the show, Jake. You want to talk about Eli Tomac? What's going on, man? Hey, how's it going, guys? Um, I, I last time we were in uh, in Salt Lake, um, do you remember Roxon and uh, and Tomac in the 250s? And and Tomac, the pressure got to him, and he was shanking the loops every lap. I do, um, I do remember that the Geico team, but so was Osborne, and the Geico team. The whoops were huge, and I remember the Geico team taking some of the blame for that. But it, it is interesting. You're right, though. I I don't think that's we have the same Tomac now, but I mean mm-hmm. weird things happen. But also uh, being a tight track, that is a small stadium. Um, does that favor Dungey more or Tomac? I mean the dirt, the altitude favors Tomac. But one thing I've noticed about Dungey this year is he's not taking that low midline like he was last year, and just hauling ass. And on that lower line and making the t- the track shorter. So, you mean on the start? No, not the start. Like when he would go through the bowl corners last year, he was always he was noticeably taking a a, a shorter line, a tighter line. Um, and he doesn't seem to be doing that this year. He's kind of rolling up 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 the higher side, um, where Tomac is just blitzing around the outsides like he always does. So, just something I've noticed. Mm. Interesting, Anton. Yeah, I don't know. I haven't paid that much attention to the turn thing. Uh, the the thing that I like am most surprised by with Ryan is is you know you guys at Racer did this whole thing last year about how well he got through the first turn. Like he was at the front of the pack almost every time last year because he would just kind of cut over and get right to the inside line. And I don't know if he hasn't been able to duplicate that this year or hasn't tried or what. But I feel like he's had a string of like the starts that you know. Last year, we would have never thought what happened. Uh, as for Tomac being, you know, from the last time we were in Salt Lake City to now, 
it's like a, he's a whole different person. I mean, that was, what, three, four years ago? He's way older, way mm-hmm. more mature, and he's way more confident. So I think if he carries that with him, I, I kind of think he's in the mindset that no one's going to mess with him at all, that it's his title to win. Yeah. Uh, cool. Thanks, Jake. Thanks for the call, man. Thanks. Thank you. Uh, Anton, before we let you go, uh, you rode the Alta bike, right? Uh, the Alta guys oh, yeah. have been out, and they've uh, let you ride a little bit. Blake Wharton did some stuff for Racer X. What would you think? It's fun. It's so different. Like, everything about that bike is different than I would ever think. There's literally no vibration. So, like, when I got off, like, my YZ125 to, like, a KTM 250F to that bike, it's all three really different things. Mm-hmm. Uh, the lack of a clutch or the lack of shifting gears and all that stuff doesn't really I never got caught up in it right you know I never even thought about it but other people did but it's pretty good um it's definitely a different sensation like when yeah. you're riding it's just it's just you so you hear everything the bike you hear everything the bike does you feel everything it does yeah uh and it's pretty quick like it's quick there's there's four maps second and third map are the most the time that I spent the most maps in uh-huh um because the fourth one will drain the battery a little bit too quickly, and it's it really gets too fast for what I need. I just need 250F power, and yeah. that thing has more than enough of it. Huh, interesting. Uh, I saw your your interview on Transworld with uh, with the Alta guys. They're meeting with the AMA and everything else, but Anton, I mean, we, won't, we don't have time to get into this, but the OEMs aren't going to let this thing line up. There's no chance. Uh, they can go through the steps, but... Uh, in my opinion, the OEMs are like, yeah, no, we're not racing that. Yeah, there's still there's still one thing in the rulebook, the very last or one of the last bullet points of the rule is that the AMA still has discretion yeah. as to like that's great if you meet these requirements <laughs> on having numbers and stuff right. like that, but we still have final say if it can race. And if they did pull that and say, yeah, you can't race it, I mean, I wouldn't be shocked. No. But I know that there are a lot of people that would be. Uh, involved in that decision. A lot of politics involved. I don't see them just saying, oh, yeah, go line. Yeah, we bring in the units and we'll see in Anaheim because we don't know how that thing will do. I think it can do well. And if it starts doing well, then you're pissing off your partners that don't make those things. And oh, boy. So, yeah. anyways, that's a whole yeah. other. Yeah. Maybe we'll, that's a whole other thing. I we'll mean, crack that down the line. But I love, I love what these guys are doing. I think it's the future. And, uh, and I'm pumped to see this stuff go on. So. You need to come down and ride ours. Come ride a milestone with us next week. I'm trying to get Kiefer to bring one up here, so I'm working on that. I mean, um, I'll bring one up there. There we you go. Let me know. Awesome, Anton. Thanks for your time. Enjoy MotoGP, although I know nobody else will. Uh, you're into no. it for some reason, so no problem there. Yeah. Thanks for me p- and no person and nope. you know, nope. no one else in the world will enjoy this. Nope. 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 Um, thanks for pinch hitting, buddy. Thank you. See you this weekend. Yeah, no worries. All right. Have fun. Thanks. Uh, Michael Antonovich from Transworld Motocross stepping in. Tits, thank you for your work. My pleasure. You did a great job back over there. Yep. Keep it up. Thank you. Uh, Fly Racing Motor City Show presented by Get, Pro Taper, Truck Hero, Antonovich, Jason Thomas, and you, you people and your calls. Thanks for listening, everybody. We appreciate it. We'll see you next week.